the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In 1492, he sailed the ocean blue. That's what Christopher Columbus did, in case you forgot. And any day now, he uh, could be sailing out of Shenley Park. That's where a statue for him has stood for over 60 years. And even as we speak, uh, Mayor Bill Peduto may be agonizing over Chris. And that brings us to what we do here every Friday. And now it's time for the Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Yes, and uh, Mayor Bill didn't qualify this week. Uh, It could be that he just didn't get to the decision on time. I think I know which way he's going to go. But anyway, I I think this is the second week in a row that we have a group winner. Last week it was the Steelers for the unbelievably stupid move of uh, putting Antoine Rose's name on the back of every player's helmet. They were well-deserving of the award and heard about it all last week. Not the award, but the stupidity. Anyway, since we don't know the makeup of the Pittsburgh Art Commission, and since I'm way too busy to look it up, uh, we will give the award to that group and they can fight over where they're going to put the trophy that they're not going to get. It was the uh, Pittsburgh Commission that made the decision to uh, remove Christopher Columbus's statue from Shenley Park a few days ago because, you know, he's offensive because he was a colonizer and might have been really mean to the natives after he landed in this part of the world. But the people on the commission are probably as ignorant about Christopher Columbus as most people are, This is the same group, by the way, that decided that Stephen Foster's statue had to be moved, I think it was last year, because it included a young black boy who might have been a slave. In other words, it depicted history the way it was, and we, you know, we can't have that. The commission asked for comments. They were split pretty much with keeping it there, keeping the statue in Shenley Park winning by a small margin. They had about 4,000 votes, 4,000 comments, but they didn't change their mind. The Pittsburgh Art Commission has decided that the man who discovered America is not fit to be in Shenley Park, and that is why the Pittsburgh Art Commission is the winner of this week's prestigious Windows R Us Jerk of the Week Award. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows R Us, Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Coming up at 5.30, uh, by the way, we will have someone here to tell you just how idiotic it is for people to be trying to cancel Christopher Columbus. His name is Jarrett Stepman. He's written a book called The War on History, and he'll be here, as I said, at 5.30. But when we come back after this break, uh, we're going to talk to Ken Blackwell. He's with uh, Black Voices for Trump. But more important than that, he was also mayor of Cincinnati and secretary of state in Ohio, and he knows all about problems with elections. He was in charge of one uh, presidential election in Ohio. And so uh, we will talk to him, and uh, just, just about everybody is expecting problems with the election on November 3rd. We'll see what he has to say. Stick around. You've heard all the lies about President Trump. Trump is a racist. Trump is Putin's pet. Here's the truth. Trump is the most effective conservative president that America has had in decades. Every lie they spread about him is targeting you. This is Kurt Schlichter, and my new book is called The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. It does what no other book does. It knocks down the 21 biggest lies about our president with facts and logic and humor. Trump obstructed justice. Trump hates immigrants. These are big lies, and the reason for the lies is simple. 
President Trump is the first president in a long time to stand up for the Constitution and for conservative principles. And when the left wants to tear down everything this country stands for, my new book, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You, explains why this president's courage and common sense are exactly what we need today. This is the most important book of the year. Read it and you'll agree. The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You by me, Kurt Schlichter. Get it wherever books are sold. Worried about deductibles and co-pays, dental or vision? How about elective procedures? Marley Financial has got you covered. This is John Stagerwald. Marley Financial is now offering a new health savings account that can be used for anything health-related, anything, co-pays and deductibles, any prescription, even elective procedures. Marley's new turbocharged health savings account can set you free of high premiums and out-of-pocket expenses. There's even a company matching component that can provide two or even three to one in benefits. And because it's a contribution, not a premium, your value stays with you for the rest of your life. And if you recently lost your job and your health benefits, Marley has programs to get you the coverage you need when you need it most. Call Marley Financial today at 724-884-1496 and ask about their new turbocharged health savings account. That's 784 884 1496. Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace at MarleyFG.com. Fifth Season Financial is a licensed lender, not available in all states. Visit FifthSeasonFinancial.com for details. Linda was suffering from stage four lung cancer. I was dealing with the treatment, but we were running out of options. The mounting financial pressure made things far worse. I couldn't work anymore, and we were afraid we might lose the house we've owned for over 20 years. Linda owned a life insurance policy and contacted Fifth Season Financial about its funds for living program. Linda went through the no-cost application process and was quickly offered an advance from Fifth Season Financial. Linda and hundreds of other people suffering from an advanced stage illness who own a life insurance policy have received financial help from Fifth Season Financial's Funds for Living program. Text LOVE to 411411. Fifth Season helped us with more than money. They gave me my life back. Fifth Season Financial cares and we're there for you and the ones you love. If you need financial help, have an advanced stage illness and a life insurance policy, text LOVE to 411411 for information on how to get funded quickly. Text LOVE to 411411. This is John Stagerwald. You know, this election in November is the most consequential since 1860. The stakes are high, the battle lines stark, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Dinesh D'Souza's latest film. It's called Trump Card. And it's an expose of the socialism, corruption, and gangsterism that defines the Democrat Party. And whether it's the creeping socialism of Joe Biden or the overt socialism of Bernie Sanders, this film reveals what's unique about modern socialism, who's behind it, why it's evil, and how we can work with President Trump to stop it. Go to WatchTrumpCard.com and pre-order your video on demand and DVD. You don't want to miss this important new film by Dinesh D'Souza. Order your DVD and video on demand today and be among the first to see the Trump Card movie at WatchTrumpCard.com. That's WatchTrumpCard.com. The John Steigerwald Show, AM 1250, The Answer. We are less than six weeks away from the election. Just about everybody's expecting a fiasco. A mail-in ballots are expected to be a problem. Ken Blackwell knows all about overseeing an election. He was Secretary of State in Ohio. He also was mayor of Cincinnati, and right now he's part of Black Voices for Trump. Ken joins us now. Ken, thanks for being here. It's good to be with you, John. So you have um, <clears throat> you have plenty of experience with handling elections. You did, as I said, you were the Secretary of State and and the Chief Elections Officer in Ohio in the 2004 election. Uh, The two words I heard today just recently uh, uh, watching the news uh, on what to expect on November 3rd were apocalypse and nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Neither are good. What are you expecting? Well, you know, to the degree that we can stop this nonsense of universal mail-in voting, uh, we can we can manage to push our way through this this system with with a degree of transparency and 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 accountability. The 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 one problem, uh, and there are many, but the major problem uh, with 
with with the universal mail-in voting uh, is that you 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 just you destroy transparency and you create an opportunity for uh, for for mischief and for 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 fraud. Uh, and so the the safest way is to make sure that we deal with the protocols uh, for in-person voting so that it can be conducted safely, you know, all of the, the, the social distancing, the mass. Uh, and, right. and, we, and we, use, we use early voting in person, uh, and uh, we, we use where it has been an established practice, uh, mail voting uh, absentee. Uh, we've we've done it before, but this whole notion uh, that you can have uh, accountability, transparency, uh, and you can actually track uh, the the vote vote cast from the voter uh, to uh, the uh, legal vote counters, uh, it it just doesn't exist for universal mail-in voting. I think that it's 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 going to be uh, it's going to be litigated uh, before the election, uh, and if in fact we have what I call uh, results that are within the margin of litigation, we're going to have mountains of litigation, and and, and both sides are already gearing up for the the litigation battles. Yeah, I was going to ask you what what is the Trump campaign doing to to you know to try to preempt having these massive problems? You just have you have a lot of lawyers ready. They have a lot of lawyers ready, but most importantly, we're recruiting people to be uh, uh, poll workers, uh, not not just poll watchers, but poll workers. Uh, it's going to be very important uh, that we first we realize something. Uh, one of the great challenges when I was the election administrator uh, in in Ohio was that the the mean age of election workers was something like 67, 68 years old, which meant that half of them were older than 67 or 68. Well, that's a vulnerable you know, population in this COVID environment. So we need to make sure that we're, we're out there recruiting younger Republicans and, and engaged citizens to actually work the election uh, so that they're, they're, they, there's a hands-on eyeballs uh, on... Uh, sort of accountability and, and participation. Now, um, the Democrats are, are they? Do you think they're only using COVID as an excuse for for this push by voting by mail? And is it all about? Is it, do you think it's an actual? Um, ex, uh, it's just a, a, a strong effort to uh, produce votes that are impossible to verify on November third. I, I, I actually think that there are a, a good number of them that are up to mischief. Uh, and that's why Hillary Clinton has told Joe Biden, just don't accept, you know, uh, defeat the, the uh, on on election night or, mm-hmm. or three days, because they're going to push this uh, to the degree that they can uh, into a very contentious, litig- uh, litigious uh, environment. But look, I, I, I think that uh, this is going to come down to uh, probably five to seven uh, states that are battleground states. Uh, mm-hmm. My home state of Ohio has tightened up. Uh, Trump won it by eight points uh, in 2016 uh, because of a uh, scandal uh, with the Speaker of the House who happened to have been a Republican. Uh, the, the environment has created a, a, a tighter race. I think that the infrastructure is there. Uh, the get-out-the-vote effort is there. Uh, and one of the problems, one of the problems that the Democrats are running into is that they've put all their chips on this, you know, universal mail strategy. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think they're going to run into uh, a, a brick wall and find that they, they're going to come up a dollar a day short and a dollar or a day late and a dollar short uh, in terms of mounting the sort of election day operations that they need to be competitive. Uh, that's their fault. Yeah, and um, I'm just, you know, we all lived through 2001, and it was December before we knew who the president was. Um, what, what, what are the odds? Do you think that we're going to have a winner on uh, at least by Wednesday, early Wednesday morning, November fourth? Well, 
again, for instance, in, in Ohio, provisional ballots will still be counted, uh, and you don't have the really validation uh, of, the, of the vote count for, uh, for a couple of weeks. So, I, look, I, I, I think that uh, we, hopefully we will have a sense of who is uh, in the lead uh, on election night and, and, and that the election can be called. Um, but there's a chance uh, that there will be sufficient confusion uh, and things will be so litigated uh, that we won't know for a, a couple of weeks. That's why I keep telling the Republicans, you know, we just got to blow this thing out. Uh, mm -hmm. Take it outside of the margin of litigation. And, and, and we, we can do that. We can do that because the president has is, is worked in his way into a perfect storm where there, he's creating a situation where uh, the voters uh, on November the 3rd or this election will choose between chaos and, 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 and community. You know, they will be choosing between whether or not we will have uh, an opportunity society or a, the expansion of a dysfunctional welfare state, whether we will, in fact, uh, make America great again by understanding that in 244 years, the reason that we are so prosperous, the reason that we are a more perfect union is because our founders, the framers, understood that by putting a harness on the reach of government uh, and the power of government, you optimize individual liberty and, 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 and freedom and free markets. And that is what most Americans want. They don't want to become wards of the state. Uh, they want to be free men and women uh, working with other free men and women doing great things together. And that's going to carry the day. And I think the, the, the choice is going to be so stark that those who are hoping for an election that's within the margin of error are going to be surprised and disappointed. Uh, we're talking to uh, Ken Blackwell. He's a former uh, mayor of Cincinnati, a secretary of state of, for Ohio, and he's involved in um, overseeing elections in Ohio. <clears throat> um, one last question about that, uh, Ken. i got to get some other stuff. Uh, and he's also, by the way, with the uh, with uh, Black Voices for Trump. Um, does, does the... Uh, does just the the fact that votes would be coming in by mail, and if there is some question about their validity, does does the fact that the Democrats um, are plan are are counting on that, does that give them uh, if it gets to that, do they have the uh, the advantage going in? If if on election night we don't know, is does is it become less and less likely that Donald Trump's going to be declared the winner mathematically? Well, look, uh, I, I, what I think is going to happen is that some, I'll just use one case in point, uh, and, and that is when, uh, when, when a ballot is postmarked. Uh, mm -hmm. the, these, the Democrats are pushing that if something is postmarked, you know, two weeks after November the 3rd, that it still should be counted. That is foolish on its face. That mm -hmm. makes the election right for... For, 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 for fraud. I think that's going to be litigated, and I think a court's going to make a decision uh, that, that a postmark cutoff date is much more closer, is much closer to uh, November, November the 3rd. You know, well, and, uh, and I can't ahead, imagine sorry. that it's going to be uh, after November the 3rd in terms of the postmark. Uh, we've mm -hmm. been dealing with overseas ballots for a long time, uh, and while they might get to the 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 uh, uh, the board of elections uh, after November the third, a postmark that the vote was cast before or by November the third is 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 what is what is important. That's why it's going to be important that the Senate uh, confirm uh, the president's choice for the Supreme Court mm -hmm. because we don't want a situation where anything is a four four tie. Oh boy, yeah. Well. Um on to other things here. As a former mayor of a, a major city, uh, Cincinnati, what's uh, been your response to what's been happening lately in so many cities run by Democrats? And well, how no. is that going to affect this election? <laughs> uh, there, there's, you know, I'll, I'll go back to my motto. You know, if you want to create uh, cities that are that are fields of opportunity as opposed to killing fields, uh, you have to make sure 
uh, that your your streets and neighborhoods are, are safe. That is not a Donald Trump responsibility. That is the responsibility of mayors and township trustees and county commissioners and city council members. Uh, and voters are, are at a point where they hold them responsible. You know, people who are free vote with their feet. And what they're starting to realize in New York, Chicago, Portland, is that people who pay more in taxes than they demand in service really do demand one thing, and that they and their families are safe. Uh, And when they and their families are threatened by chaos and violence and disruption, they move. And what happens? Uh, That that city becomes uh, a a less income, a poorer city, uh, and in most cases it becomes uh, a a prison for those folks who can't move uh, Mm -hmm. and have to deal with a deteriorating and uh, and and a, spar- a spiraling down of 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 their of their quality of of life. So what 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 we know and what the Trump team has been been pushing in terms of the, his agenda: safe streets, good schools with parental choice, uh, and and the creation of uh, through opportunity zones, cutting a red tape, uh, and. That, and, 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 and encouraging the reduction of taxes so that you can, can in, entice capital uh, investment. Uh, you know, Jesse Jackson has probably said one thing in the last 50 years that I agree with. You know, he said, what, he said capitalism without, without capital is just another ism. And so if you, if you actually want to get these cities flourishing again, you had to create an inviting environment. And these mayors and council members uh, that have turned their backs on, uh, on, on families and, 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 and business owners and property owners uh, are, are watching their cities not only go up in flame, flames, but, but, but becoming, you know, uh, just reservations of violence of, and, and despair. Uh, they should be kicked out of office. They should be held responsible. And I actually think voters are going to do that. Trump asked a question uh, in, in 2016, what do you have to lose? That's what, that's what uh, conservative Republican uh, office holders are going to start asking, what do you have to lose? These guys are derelict uh, in their duty uh, and asleep at the switch while their cities burn uh, and 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 we and we watch, you know, uh, ar- arsonists, atheists, <laughs> and 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 terrorists uh, vandalize our our cities. Uh, I'll just say this to you: Black Lives Matter Incorporated. They can try to hide what they stand for by erasing it, canceling it from their their website, or hiding it on their website. But when they and their leaders said that they are fundamentally opposed to the nuclear family and they want to destroy the nuclear family, that exposed their Marxist-Leninist orientation. Uh, because in the American experience, the family is the incubator of liberty. If you destroy the family, you, in fact, expand the need for dependency, uh, and dependency really does breathe oxygen into the expansion of the welfare state which is diametrically opposed to a free society uh, that is built on the notion that free men, free women can do great things together. I have less than a minute here with Ken Blackwell, and I'm up against a hard break, so I'm going to have to bail out. Um, I just real quick, what you just said there, what you just described, you're part of Black Voices for Trump. In about 30 seconds, uh, do you think there's a good chance for a major gain in black voters because of all this and other things? Yes, yes I do. I think he's... Uh, he's going to get. Uh, he's going to double his take. He got eight percent in, in, of the black vote in in 2016. I think he'll get 16 uh, percent uh, across the nation, uh, and he'll 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 hit some real high numbers in some battleground states. Ken, I appreciate you coming on. Ken Blackwell, thanks a lot. Thank you, John. Okay, we'll be right back.
With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Federal authorities have arrested two men on terror charges for allegedly plotting to bomb or shoot up sites, including the White House and Trump Tower in New York City, in attacks inspired by the Islamic State group. Jalen Christopher Molina of Texas and Christopher Sean Matthews of South Carolina taken into custody. Google's parent company has reached a $310 million settlement and a shareholder lawsuit over its treatment of allegations of sexual misconduct by executives. Governor Ron DeSantis has lifted all restrictions on restaurants and other businesses in Florida in a move to reopen that state's economy. Stocks closing with solid gains today, the latest shift in a recent stretch of turbulence for the market. The Dow picked up 358 points, the Nasdaq ahead 241, and the S&P gained 51. This is SRN News. Okay, some good news during a challenging time for everybody, and this could really help. You may know hundreds of thousands of people have already made the switch to MediShare, which is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And with so many people looking at how they pay for health care right now, seeing premiums going up or the cost of COBRA plans, MediShare has extended their special offer and a lot of people have taken advantage of it. Simply apply by September 30th and they will waive your new member fee. That's $170 savings. And of course, that's just a start. The typical family saves $500 a month after making the switch. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's healthcare costs and it's worked beautifully for decades. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Here it is. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Dr. Sebastian Gorka explains Trump's Middle East deal. The Trump administration sealed a deal with two Arab nations and Israel, the likes of which hasn't been done ever before, especially with two nations of the Arab Middle East, and at least not at all for 26 years. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before John Steigerwald at 5 on AM 1250. The answer. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. At Abernathy and Hagerman, estate administration isn't a side job. It's what we do. You have the same goals we all do. To protect your assets, to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. Hagerman Law, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. This radio station accepts political advertising. In fact, we are required to do so by the federal law. We understand that not all our listeners will agree with statements or positions taken by all of these candidates, and sometimes neither do we. But this radio station is an important part of this community, and therefore the candidates want to bring their message to you via our airwaves. We do so as a public service, and we are required to do so, regardless of your position on these issues. Please make sure you register to vote so your voice is heard. Stock up to support your family's immune health with Esther C., A superior form of vitamin C, Ester C lasts up to two times longer than regular vitamin C, and it's the only vitamin C with 24-hour immune support. So don't just settle for regular vitamin C. Look for Ester C on the label when you shop for your family's immune health. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Heavy delays on the parkway, ease outbound, stacked up Boulevard of the Allies out to Edgewood, Swissville, hanging on to about a 20-minute slowdown there. Inbound, seeing delays from Wilkinsburg into the tunnel and from County Jail to the Fort Pitt Bridge. On the parkway west, slowing down inbound Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel, that's about a seven-minute delay. On the turnpike, ramps to Beaver Valley, they're shut down through tomorrow at 6 p.m. for construction. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather. Mostly clear skies for tonight with a low 56. 
Sun and clouds tomorrow with a high 77. Clear to partly cloudy tomorrow night with a low 60. Sunday quite warm with the temperature actually approaching the record of 82 last week in 2019 with times of clouds and sun and a high 81. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Christopher Columbus may be leaving Shenley Park. Actually, he may be、uh, getting kicked out. His statue has been there for over 60 years, but the Pittsburgh Art Commission has voted to remove it. If you weren't listening earlier, we just awarded them the Jerk of the Week award for that. But、uh, it's now up actually to、uh, Mayor Peduto to make the decision. He, has to, he can say yay or nay on it. Jarrett Stepman is a columnist at the Daily Signal and the author of The War on History The Conspiracy to Rewrite American History. He joins us now. Jarrett, thanks for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So, you've been on before, and I think we talked about this subject before, but I, as soon as I saw the story that they were going to,、uh, that we're getting close to the decision to move this statue, I wanted to have you on again so you could just、uh, fill people in on how ignorant it is.、Um, our, our Christopher Columbus statue, it's, it's been there for, for over 60 years. Uh, they've been removed and, and taken down in other places around the country. When did the, the war on Christopher Columbus begin? You know, it's really something that started in the late 1970s and 1980s and ramped up, in, actually, very specifically in 1992, where you had the anniversary of Columbus's voyage. It was a big、uh, brouhaha in Berkeley, California, where many activists wanted to replace Columbus Day with. Indigenous Peoples Day. This really、mm-hmm. comes from, I think, a push, especially by a number of radical historians, one in particular, Howard Zinn, whose People's History of the United States, which is filled with, I think, many inaccuracies, nevertheless became incredibly influential.、Uh, Howard Zinn was a, a kind of left wing academic, a, an actual member of the Communist Party, who wrote this book and pushed this narrative about Christopher Columbus that, to a certain extent,、uh, he's to blame for the sins of, of capitalism and all the sins that occurred. In the New World, that he was kind of a symbol of all these terrible things, and I think had a really,、uh, I think, botched account of what Christopher Columbus was to make him appear to be、uh, more cruel, merciless, and heartless, and portrayed him as this kind of genocidal maniac of the 1490s, which I think is, which is highly inaccurate and dubious. But I think we've seen this narrative、uh, really take root in American society across the board. I think this idea that Christopher Columbus is a, a bold adventure that Uh, sparked, I think, the, the, the buildup that hap- occurred in the new world and the transition that took place. I think that idea is,、uh, is now widely rejected in our schools by, by teachers, by popular media, and I think that's a dramatic change for American society.、Uh, Christopher Columbus was a uniting figure who symbolized、uh, really the birth of America, the birth of、uh, what we, of course, have here in the United States.、Uh, Columbus is a man of the old world and the new. Uh, and, and for generations of Americans, we really could celebrate、uh, the Columbus's legacy. Of course, Columbus, a man of a, a very different time, but one worth celebrating in, in the triumphs that he had. And、uh, of course, the, the indigenous people were all、uh, living here chasing butterflies and、uh, living wonderful lives of peace and harmony before Christopher Columbus landed, correct? That's, that's one of the,、uh, I think, a kind of amusing things about this is, of course, many have argued that, that Columbus stands for, for murder and genocide, which, of course, if you, you look at his record, I think that's not the case at all.、Uh, mm-hmm. But if you, if you really want to create an Indigenous Peoples Day to replace it, which many suggest,、uh, why is there no looking at the record of Indigenous people, which is full of violence and, and bloodshed and, and genocide? I mean, much like the history of. of <laughs> Humanity. I mean, there's, there's really, I mean, it's all there. It's, it's interesting, of, too, of course,、uh, for those who say, well, maybe we can celebrate Christopher Columbus and indigenous people. There's no reason that Americans can't do both.、Uh, if you listen to the activists, it's one or the other. The, the, the intent is to erase and get rid of Christopher Columbus. We can't have a tolerant and more diverse society where we can really celebrate the, the many parts, I think, of our past. It's really about elimination of one part of the past. In favor of new narratives that they're trying to push. I think we're seeing this all across America. Obviously, it's extended to people far beyond、uh, Christopher Columbus, and we see this with historical figures、uh, across the board in American society. It really, the, the, the depths of it are, I think, becoming quite extreme.、Uh, Italian groups here in Pittsburgh are, are very much opposed to the statue being moved.、Um, 
The mayor is Italian, uh, Bill Peduto, and he says that his dad was a big admirer of Christopher Columbus, and that statue meant something to him when they put it in there 60 years ago. Why shouldn't the Italians win this argument? Uh, They should. I mean, to a certain extent, Christopher Columbus, uh, there was a big push to celebrate Columbus because, to a certain extent, people saw him as symbolizing immigration to America, especially uh, at the time there were many Italians, many people, especially Catholics, uh, coming to America who were sometimes uh, discriminated against. Christopher Columbus was a symbol that, you know, you, you can be an Italian and you can be an American, and Christopher Columbus was a great symbol. He was such a symbol of of our country. I mean, after all, the District of Columbia, our nation's capital, uh, it really is, is an homage to, to Christopher Columbus. He's a symbol of the new world of America. Uh, it was something that many Italians uh, saw with pride. They didn't go and try to uh, erase other statues. They tried to put up statues of Columbus to say, you know, this is a part of what our country is. We should celebrate that. Uh, the people at the time who opposed that Interestingly enough, were sometimes there were Ku Klux Klan uh, Klansmen and other groups like this that, you know, they posed. I think the growth of Catholicism, especially Italians, uh, in this country. And it's interesting that uh, once was a symbol of really inclusion in this country and immigration. Uh, trying to turn this into a symbol of hate or something that we should erase, I think, is is somewhat ironic. And I think it's pretty sad. And I do hope that those groups. Uh, stand up at this time for for Christopher Columbus, who you know obviously had such an immense impact on world history, but really meant something uh, to Americans. I mean, we're we're a civilization that's based on exploration, about pushing the boundaries. Uh, you know, the next step. We're the country that put the man on the moon. Uh, Christopher Columbus is in a distant way a part of that memory, is a part of that culture, and I think it's something that Americans today uh, still need to celebrate and still need to reflect on. I think that's incredibly important. Talking to Jared Stepman, he's with the Heritage Foundation, a columnist at the Daily Signal and author of The War on History, The Conspiracy to Rewrite American History. Uh, we're talking about the stupidity of uh, moving the Christopher Columbus statue out of Shenley Park, which I think is pretty much inevitable. Uh, Bill Peduto has the last call on it, but the uh, whatever they call the council there, the art council, whatever it is, they, they voted that it should be moved. Uh, and you mentioned in your piece, um, or I think that's where I saw it, that there were actually mass lynchings of Italians at at, at one point, and uh, and that um, and and that you know this, Columbus is their hero, and uh, people don't know that there were mass lynchings of Italians. Yeah, in fact, the the, the largest mass lynching in American history took place in, in New Orleans uh, in the late 19th century. Uh, a terrible amount of violence coincided. Uh, with the 1892 uh, celebration, that the 400-year celebration of Columbus's voyage really sparked a lot of Americans to. I mean, Christopher Columbus was celebrated from the beginning of our republic. He was celebrated by uh, George Washington, the founders, as a symbol of America. But there was really a rebirth and interest in Columbus around the anniversary, and a lot of Americans, you know, wanted to step back and think: Do we want this to happen to Italians uh, who come here? You know, we believe that they can assimilate and can become good Americans like everybody else. Let's celebrate this incredible Italian adventure who's so much a part uh, of, of what America has become and, and celebrate Italians as well as, of course, the man who opened up the new world and, and made that, I think, world-transforming voyage of incredible bravery, uh, you know, in a world that was in very many ways still uh, medieval. It's really quite incredible what he did, and I think it's entirely appropriate uh, that we as Americans celebrate that today. And we also uh, keep alive the memory of those in earlier times in our own history who thought it was important to celebrate Christopher Columbus as a reflection of our society and the traditions we have here. And I think we should continue to honor and respect that instead of going back and tearing up the history, tearing up parts of these communities that were built generations ago. I mean, it's, and the people who built this country also put up Columbus statues as a, as a moment of, of tribute. Do we want to go back and tear up all the things that those previous generations built for us? I mean, we'd like to uh, take and like to have all these great things and prosperity that our country has, while at the same time tearing away these very important symbols that they passed along to us. And I think that's, I think that's incredibly shameful, and it's sad to see uh, cities and counties and, and, and you know, even places like Washington, D.C., waging this war on Christopher Columbus. And, and uh, Jared, what do, um, what do Columbus's own letters say about how he treated the natives? That we're, we're being told now that he was just this vicious um, killer and, 
and a, a guilty of genocide. And what do his letters say about that? Yeah, this is the thing that makes me most uh, angry at, at Howard Zinn, the historian in particular. And there's a great book by uh, Mary Graber, who's a historian, a writer, who's kind of debunked some of these things. He he cut up essentially parts of Columbus's accounts to make him seem bad and vicious, which was and make him seem like the exact opposite of what he was. I mean, Columbus was actually, in many ways, particularly tolerant for his time. In fact, he rebuked uh, many of the Spanish who served under him for for mistreating the native people he saw. Uh, Columbus wasn't this vicious monster, I think, that many now have portrayed him as. He was an explorer. He was actually, in many ways, a humane man. He was a deeply religious man. Of course, that that now has become very controversial. Uh, mm-hmm. But Columbus wasn't in any way this kind of monster that he's been portrayed as. I mean, that's not the history that exists. It's not from his own writings. Uh, unfortunately, this has become like almost universally known. If you ask especially many uh, grammar school age children what they think of Columbus, these days you'll hear a lot of negative things. And I think that's not really based on the count as they actually are, at least as we understand the actual facts of his diary and his writings. Um, and what was his number one motivation? Uh, I, I, I don't know if I read it in your piece or, or in the uh, piece that you linked to, but it was gold. It was what he was after, but not necessarily to to increase his own wealth. Not at all. In fact, his voyage, of course, was initially to find a route to to Asia, and of course, made this world trans, you know, incredible world discovery. But uh, he he wanted to, of course, recoup what he actually owed uh, the Spanish crown, of course, for his voyage, and also uh, fund at the time. I mean, people, of course, this is deep history of the time. Uh, he wanted to fund uh, a retaking of, of, of Constantinople, which had, of course, fallen uh, to Muslim forces not long before then. And there were, uh, I think, a lot of fears at the time that large parts of the West were deeply under threat. Uh, Columbus was not a man who made this voyage to the New World to personally enrich himself. If anything, he actually did a lot of financial harm to himself and, of course, you know, spent much of his life on this kind of crusade to, to find this passage. He wanted to spread what he thought was, was the gospel. I mean, his own name, uh, Christopher, the, the Christ-bearer, was in his own name, and he wanted to bring that. He ultimately did bring uh, Christianity to the New World. Of course, he didn't understand the, the scope of his discovery at the time. I don't think anybody could have truly understood that. Uh, but the idea that Columbus just came because he wanted to get rich or make a buck I think it's a deep distortion of what was, in many ways, a, a deeply religious man and a man who simply wanted to spread his faith uh, to different parts of the world and spread uh, the idea of Christ- Christendom to, to new peoples across the globe. Initially, of course, he thought that would be people in Asia. It turned out to be something very different, and I think obviously changed the world in, I think, incredibly dramatic ways. And um, and just yeah, we wonder why, what's wrong with just... Um finding the truth out about the guy and letting him remain as a good person in history, not perfect, but still great. Uh, I guess you have to be perfect. Does Christopher Columbus have uh, any better chance of surviving uh, being judged by what he did or didn't do in his time by today's standards? Because that's being applied to everybody, and not too many people are going to survive that. I mean, I would say none at all would survive that. And we we, we forget how, you know, many of these figures, you know, they transitioned us to a world which, you know, violence was less likely. I mean, after all, things like genocide, which are horrifying to us, were commonplace in the world of the past. In many ways, it was the Christianity that Christopher Columbus spread that made people second-guess those kinds of things. And we forget about this. We forget because we live in a world uh, that in many ways has improved so much. I mean, we have all these ideas from the founders, from Christopher Columbus. Uh, These have made the world a better place. Now, everything they did wasn't perfect or great, and of course, it won't be in the future. We're never going to live in a perfect world where there's no unhappiness, no violence in these things. But these individuals, as flawed and imperfect as they, they were, created monumental changes for this world, very positive ones that we need to study. It's important to understand, you know, these were real people. These were real human beings, flawed as they were, 
who made dramatic changes for our society. These are turning points in world history. You know, we should we should celebrate that. We should say, isn't it incredible that these flawed human beings accomplished so much? They did these brave things. We should be able to aspire uh, to do things like Christopher Columbus, of course, in our own way here in the 21st century. You know, we shouldn't be wanting to go back and overturn all that we did. We should want to build on the things that they did and say, you know, we want to be that brave. We want to be that courageous so that we can have world-transforming discoveries and push the boundaries. So that's, that's, that's the America, I think, that has risen to greatness in, the, in this world in a very short time. That's a part of our character. This idea that we're going to go back and find all the flaws in history, purge them, and make some kind of perfect society, I think will lead to some very ugly things. I think it'll be a, certainly a lot uglier than anything we're used to. And I think that that would be the shameful route for Americans to take to purge the past of its sins we will create a lot more new evils in our own time that will create miseries for us in the modern day and in the future. Now we're talking to Jarrett Stepman. Finishing up, about a minute and a half left, Jarrett. Uh, the War on History is the book, The Conspiracy to Rewrite American History. Um, he he um, enjoyed about three or 400 years of being considered a hero by most people, and now it's changing. How does it ever get uh, turned around? I mean, uh, I, I just have a hard time believing it that, that they can fix this that he's ever going to re- recover what he once was you know it, it is very difficult given especially i think a lot of the indoctrination that is that has happened in schools very unfortunately i i think it's good that especially right now president donald trump is calling out much of this indoctrination that has happened over generations we now have generations of younger americans in particular who don't i think know the truth about columbus have had a distorted picture, and it really is about education. I mean, if, if Christopher Columbus can be brought down and turned into a villain, I really do believe that, that the truth can, can bring him back, as, as, as well as most of American history. This is about information. This is about bringing people the truth. And in a society like the United States, we have all these institutions, the Constitution, the freedom of speech. These were meant to bring the truth in society. I think there are a lot of distortions out there right now, and I think we're on a bad path. But I don't believe that it's hopeless to bring these ideas back, to recreate a kind of uh, a patriotic attachment to history and these ideas. I think it's very possible. I think certainly the winds are going the very much the wrong way. But when you see excesses, you see this destruction of history and this removal of history on a widespread scale, I do hope Americans take this time to take a step back and say, you know, this is the most important thing about our country, our history, our, our, what this country was built on, and we have sure. to save it. This has to be seen as a crisis. I'm out of time. You're obviously very passionate about this, and I couldn't agree with you more. I really appreciate you being on. Jared Stepman, thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, we'll be right back. Here are the facts. Your business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. Having to do your own digital marketing while trying to manage your business, well, there's just not enough time in the day. You need Salem Surround. You're doing all you can to market your business, but are you sure you have the right strategy or seeing a great return on investment? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. We'll design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies, using everything in our toolkit to work for you. Digital, audio, mobile, even audience-engaging contests and promotions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. We're all thinking a lot about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. 
If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit windowsrustpittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's windowsrustpittsburgh.com. windowsrustpittsburgh.com. Hey, y'all. Hey. We're Diamond and Silk. You've seen us on TV and social media. Or maybe you read our new book, Uprising. Who the hell said you can't ditch and switch? Now, we're here to tell you about what's next. An exclusive video event, Diamond and Silk Unscripted, with the one and only Larry Elder. We'll be telling our truth about who we are and how it all began. How our faith gave us the courage and freedom to speak our minds and not allow anyone to dictate our destiny or our future. We will talk about the world we grew up in, Mm -hmm. what led us to rebel against that world, and how rebellion led us to speak out on politics and reach millions of viewers. It's an exclusive video event from Salem Now. Diamond and Silk Unscripted with Larry Elder. Oh, you don't want to miss this. So log on to SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com for Diamond and Silk with Larry Elder. Hi there, Hugh Hewitt. I have a book that you've been waiting for, the one that totally uncovers the anti-Trump movement within the Washington establishment. My good friend Byron York, you know him from Fox News, the Washington Examiner. He's on my show all the time. He's got a brand new book. It's called Obsession, Inside the Washington Establishment's Never-Ending War on Trump. And Byron brings the heat. Obsession is a must-read. He's the political correspondent that you always trust anyway. But now he's got officials and members of the Trump defense team on the record. All of the stuff you want to find out about what happened with the special counsel, what happened with the impeachment, what happened with Ukraine, it's all in Byron's new book, Obsession. Look, the opposition will stop at nothing to prevent Donald Trump's re-election. Now is the time to get the facts. Read Byron York's penetrating new book, Obsession, inside the Washington establishment's never-ending war on Trump. Available from Amazon and wherever books are sold. Obsession by Byron York. Obsession by Byron York. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, I got to finish up here. I just want to say that uh, the idea of moving the Columbus statue out of Shenley Park, it's not a small thing. It shouldn't be looked at as a small thing. It actually should be a huge story in Pittsburgh. It would make a great story for local TV news, which means you probably won't see it on any of the three stations because they don't do stories like that anymore. They're too interesting. They're too interested in things like uh, car crashes and murders. They don't want to cover things like that. But it's really, really dumb. It's idiotic, and it's really, really gutless. Talk to you on Monday. See ya. John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.